hey, there's a chance we'll be using our grown-up language in this episode. So if you have little kids around, you might want headphones. You might also want a stiff drink. Hey, I'm not judging. Please parent responsibly. I'm Adam. And I'm Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. That was a pretty good one. Some highballs of bourbon it's today. That angle to my glass. Yeah, you got a nice tip After on After like half a glass of champagne. Like I'm... Half well, a bottle of champagne. Yes, half a bottle of champagne. Technically Prosecco. Prosecco. Because we ate that yeah. bougie. Right. I mean, I'm like $7 Prosecco. Yes, please. Um Yes. Yes, because we had breakfast for dinner, and I was like, you know what goes great with breakfast for dinner? Mimosas. Mimosas. So we're here. But no, we're we're having a few drinks, and it's good. So we... Yes. Ah, how was your week? I don't even know. Uh, Timestamp, this is the Sunday before Memorial Day. It is. Uh, happy one-year anniversary to the uh, Dayton Tornadoes. I think it might be tomorrow. Technically, it was the Monday night, but so if you go by the holiday or by the date, it kind of mm-hmm. varies a little right, bit. Right, but right. yeah, we're right there. It's been only a year. Seems like it has been a million years. Like the entire Paleolithic period has happened since <laughs> since the tornado. Because we've had like tornadoes and a, a mass shooting and and a global pandemic, a Dave there Chappelle was, concert. There was like a bunch of shit in between there too. Like I'm just I don't I don't even know KKK rally. Like what? remember that? I mean I do, but truly it seems like it was so long ago. I know it's just so blurry right now. It has just been a mm-hmm. year. <sighs> but hey, we. <laughs> Sorry, wrong Wow, that's some good bourbon. Some Martini. It's delicious. Those of you that are looking for. It's delicious, but you can't like, it's kind of like ginger ale where you can't like breathe in. That's generally while how bourbon you swallow. Is. Yeah, that's generally <laughs> my advice is like, if you're drinking bourbon, try, 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 try to go to, through the try nose. Try not to like breathe across it. Yeah, it's usually not good. Um, But yeah, it's been a weird, this was our last week of school. Yep. Um, and we dropped all our kids' stuff off. And yeah, got so to see their teachers. And I can that. only imagine our kids were, like, super marking it sweep, like, through their classrooms, where they just had their hand up, and it was just like, into their backpack. Because their backpacks weighed so much, and they came home with so many books. Our daughter's backpack literally weighed 30 pounds. And she weighed it. She weighs 50 pounds. We literally had her get on the scale, marked it at 50, and said, okay, now hold this, marked it at 80, and we're like, ho, ho. Yeah, yeah. How are all of our kids not going to have that They brought home um, a lot of books, which was great, which was was really great of their teachers and their... librarians to be like take all these books home they're doing no good here all the books yeah and it just was oh man but i mean let's hear it for the teachers that made this thing work for eight weeks truly truly so so many snaps to you did my kids have the world's greatest educational experience over these last weeks uh, definitely not because i you know, definitely gotten like arguments with my kids about geometry and they're like, well, that's not how they taught us to do it. I'm like, sorry, you go to a shit school now. Like, no, it, yeah, like, 
Sorry. Welcome to our school. Like, I don't know how to explain it to you the right way, so you're going to do it my way. But I don't want to do it your way. Fine, don't. All right, fine. Just don't listen to me. Then ask your teacher. I, I, don't I graduated care. and got a job. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I can still do, I can do proofs. Whatever. <laughs> but no. Um, I can do my own taxes. That's got to be math somewhere. Actually, yeah, I don't do my own. Ta- I do I do TurboTax. I'm just like, here's the numbers. You tell me how much. Right, right. Which um, way? But um, but no, we're done. Everybody mm-hmm. got to see their teachers and send it off. And yeah, we had so some like we're... Zoom party at the end of the year. And now we're just into summer. Yep. I dyed all our kids' hair crazy colors. And parts of our house. And parts of our house because they just rub their head on everything. So that's fine. Is it? <laughs> it's fine. Um, Yeah. So, and now we're at the point where we're just going to have so to figure like, out what they do. Oh, they're fully having an 80s childhood. Yeah. Where I'm like, leave me alone, go ride your bike or watch TV. I don't fucking care. I have a job. Yeah. Like, I was talking to my mom about this because she was like, what are you going to do with your kids? And I was like, the same thing you did with your kids <laughs> where you were like, I don't care. Like, like go, just, ri- go ride your bike or watch TV or whatever. I have to go to work. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I remember summers where, you know, I just come downstairs, you look outside, it's raining. Oh, mm-hmm. It's going to be a video game day. Yeah. And you know what? That's fine. Right. Right. I remember... Um, yeah, board games, video games. Yeah, board games, video games. Uh, this isn't going to happen currently, but I remember walking to the community pool where we had swim lessons in the morning. Like, I was probably our oldest age where yeah, I'd like walk... 11-ish. Yeah, 11-ish, where I'd walk me and my siblings to the pool for swim lessons, walk all of us home make all of us lunch yeah (laughs) and then we'd like ride our bikes or play or whatever and then like my parents would come home i was like i'm not worried i'm not worried about anything you know what my kids have that i never had netflix it's true although i think my kids are like very close to finishing netflix (laughs) i did have to tell our oldest i was like here's the watch order for clone wars because he Mm -hmm. really got into like the watch order for for the Marvel movies. Right. And so I was like, here's the watch order for the Clone Wars movies, which there's 170 some odd episodes. They're about 20 minutes a piece. So right. let's call that so 60 after, hours. After Clone Wars, we got we can turn them on to Avatar The Last Airbender that has gazillions of episodes. Not as many as you think. It's only like 120, Oh, I feel like maybe it just took up such a big space in my consciousness. That like... Well, they rolled it out, you know, like a year, year, right. year. Like there's seven seasons. So it took like seven years to happen i mean also i feel like they need to watch all of batman the animated series because it's fucking great like truly after darkwing duck batman the animated series batman is my favorite (laughs) i see that hand like i'll allow it i'll allow it right but i stand by darkwing duck as my favorite batman and i will fight you Uh, i but everyone i've ever said that to was like shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're like, Drake Mallard is the best for Wayne. <laughs> Dang it. You're right. He is. Not wrong. But you feel free to at me, random um, people of our podcast. Yes. And argue with me. Because that's why you listen to this podcast. Is so when I say something that's wrong, you can just like scream into the ether. <laughs> of your correctness. Right. But we are, uh, we watched today though, we watched a cartoon reboot. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Darkwing Duck. Which Dark, we're here for. Of, um... Of a new movie. This a is new movie. It's newish. Newish. It came out two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and so it is Scoob. Scoob, one of the many Scooby Doo movies. Yes. So I mean, 
Scooby-Doo started in like what the 60s? I don't even know. Well, well before. When Casey I was Kasem born. was Casey available. Kasem. Um <laughs> and then it and Frank Welker was teenager and so he voiced mm-hmm. Fred. Mm-hmm. And then it went through numerous iterations. I was it one of the things that like syndication was real cheap on it and so it just like snuck its way into every so Hannah, like low level so uh, you, cable not cable <laughs> station. So, so do you remember the block of Saturday morning cartoons that was the Hanna-Barbera like I don't remember what network it was. Well, I remember flipping through the channels and finding the Hanna-Barbera cartoons on Saturday mornings. I don't Remember them on Saturday mornings. Um, I do remember they were like a classic, like three in the afternoon. Yeah, that crap slot. slot where it's like you'd come home from work and you eat a sleeve of your Oreos and you'd be like, whatever, I'll watch Scooby Doo. Like there's that from from our previous latchkey uh, children. Yeah, exactly. Kind of vibe. Well, and so I remember them from the Saturday mornings when Hanna Barbera, like they just owned it. Like mm-hmm. there was. All these different cartoons, but one of the things they would do, and Disney did this too, where you would have different shows that you could show a run of, like 20 mm-hmm. episodes or 40 episodes. They were like series of comic books, but yeah. in cartoons. And then you would, so you'd run that for a number of weeks and then you'd swap out to the next series. Truly, what an attention span did the 70s and 80s child have that they could remember, oh, last week, uh, from like 20 different shows... They could remember the plot of. No, these were these were not like serial. They were mm-hmm. just you know. I mean, think about the Scooby Doo. They're a monster of the week. You you pull up to the mansion, you investigate, you solve the mystery, and okay. then you get back in the van. Like so, it, it wasn't like a serial mystery. No, 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 nothing. Occasionally, like that. there would be like a two parter. Yeah, two parter starring the Gar- Harlem Globetrotters, but like I'm here for the Harlem Globetrotters. They were fantastic, but you know, so Scooby Doo, you know, it had all that. That was in that mix, but also mm-hmm. I remember like Hong Kong Fooey and Jabberjaws, the Wacky Racers, the um I don't remember any of this. <laughs> I don't remember any of this. <laughs> like literally none. The only um Hanna Barbera like staple in my house is Yogi's First Christmas. Yep. And Snagglepuss. Yeah. The important the like truly the best. When when is there going to be a, like, Snagglepuss-themed drag show? Like, that's what I want. Also, all of you people talk about gay erasure in the 80s, and we had Snagglepuss, so you should feel better now. I mean, it doesn't really count, but... <laughs> I feel like maybe like, it does sna- a little. Snaggle- Snagglepuss drag show, like, I'm here for it. Yeah, so... Can we have a Snagglepuss-themed drag show, please? I'm not... What do you mean by we? Cause... I'm not a member of the drag community, but I'm, like, putting it out into the universe. Drag yeah. community, make this happen. You can do it. I, um, I have negative contacts <laughs> with the drag community, so, like, I have no idea. Right. But, um, anyway, but, yeah, I remember watching, delightful. I remember all, watching all of these cartoons early. Uh, the Flintstones were in there, the mm-hmm. Jetsons were in there. So I watched the Flintstones and the Jetsons, but also, like, three o'clock in the afternoon, they were not Saturday morning mm-hmm. cartoons. They were, like, ten o'clock in the morning on Tuesday cartoons, or they were, like, after bowling, uh, but before, like, good shows came on. <laughs> I like that you... So bowling was apparently one of the good shows? So we didn't have cable. Well, we did and didn't have cable growing right, up. Yeah. Like, we kind of flip-flopped. Uh, but when we didn't have cable, it would be like, Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street. 
And then it would be like bowling. Because for some reason bowling was on at like one in the afternoon. I don't know. Are you sure you didn't just watch like Kingpin? <laughs> no. Or the I'm Big sure, Lebowski? I'm sure it was like, like I was a child. I was like two or three or four. Uh, and then bowling. And then like Scooby-Doo, other like shit cartoons. <laughs> I do have to fortune. admit like... Looking back at those cartoons now, you do realize how cheaply they were made. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of, you know, the characters just standing still and just their faces moving. Right, and just the background moving or them just like walking and you're like, well, just change the background. And like the, everybody walks in the same pace and the same mm-hmm. rhythm because they're the same eight cells of animation. Right, and they just have different heads. Yeah, well, and it's, you know, I mean, I get it. it it's... I am here for efficiency. Like, do not get me wrong. But but this one is a, uh, it's computer animated. That, yes. Which stands it apart from the uh, live action Scooby-Doo movies starring, like, Freddie the, Prince Jr. Freddie and Prince Jr. and Sarah, Jess, or, and, uh, Sarah, Michelle, Sarah Geller, Michelle Geller. And uh, Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. Who is the perfect Shaggy? Who like, is the I'm best not, Shaggy? I'm sorry. I'm not, yeah. I'm I, not mad at it. No, like, he, he nailed it. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Who played Velma? Was it, um... I don't know who played Velma What's her in head? that one. I don't know. But it was... Those were adequate. Yeah, I, I wasn't mad at that either. No. I have to say, most of the most of the encounters with the Scooby-Doo material has been done respectfully, but also sillyly. Yeah, like, the thing about Scooby-Doo is it has to be campy. You can't make it, like, a serious, like, think piece. You know? Because you're like, this is Scooby-Doo. Like, right. it's not... There's nothing think piecey about this. Yeah. The only thing on this one, and I kept, like, pointing, I was like, oh, hey, um, is that there were a lot of, like, little nuggets and references to other things. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, you, you, so in this movie, you, you first meet Scooby and Sca- Shaggy. And Shaggy's, like, 10 or 11 or maybe yeah. 12. And it looks a lot like the Pup Named Scooby-Doo. Do you remember that reboot? Yes! I was here for Pup Named Scooby-Doo. That was fantastic. That's where they made Fred dumb. Yeah, like, I think that was the beginning of them realizing, like... <laughs> They're like, well, we have, a, like, a smart kid. Like, let's make Fred just, like, the muscle and just make him dumb as bricks. They also kind of started turning him into, like, the damsel in distress, which yes, I was Yes, which I for. was here for, yes. Where, like, Daphne kind of, like, shifted to being more of, like, the people person. And, like, more of a competent all-around person. Right, like, more of a person and not just like, ah, oh, Fred. And yeah. Fred's like, I'm here. <laughs> but like Fred would like go barging into a situation and everybody'd be like, All right, like, fuck, Fred, how are we gonna save like, Fred? Yes. Like Which not- I I I did like Pup Named Scooby Doo. I did watch that. Six in the morning on Central Time. Ah, <laughs> it sucks for you. <laughs> I'm actually here for Central Time. In the evenings. In the evenings, because it means that my uh shows come on. Not that I watch shows live now anymore, but in the in the past days. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh yeah, I can watch CSI at eight o'clock. Like, I'm not staying up till eleven o'clock to watch fucking anything. No, no, I don't care, queer eye. I'm not staying up that late. So, um, this one starts there in like Venice Beach, mm-hmm. and Scooby is stealing a whole Euro rack, and Scabby, yeah, so, Shaggy's so, having a. I keep calling Scabby. That's yeah, not so good. So Scooby is a stray dog, right? And he steals an entire Euro like. Spool? Beat. spool? Yeah. Let's call it a spool. Yeah. <laughs> An entire spool of Euro meat. Because tube of and meat then, sounds wrong. And then rolls it like, like like a log like a log uh log roller. Roller. 
There's down, a police chase. It's great. Down the street. So, like, I can only imagine all this street garbage is, like, sticking to it. Yeah. Has this whole um, police chase with a bicycle cop. Right. Uh, through, like, a half pipe yeah, situation. And uh, lands in the sand. Right. At the beach. And, um. Meanwhile, we meet. Shaggy. Shaggy. Shaggy's like listening to his to his iPod or whatever and he's like nineties music and it's like sad alone, like sad bastard music. <laughs> and he skips to like seventies music, sad bastard music, sixties music, sad bastard music. I was like, I don't think our kids would listen to sixties music ever. Like no. that was like a million years from now. That'd be them listening to like classical music. They're like, 60s what is this? Music garbage? is sixty years old at this point. Right. It's so old. When I was in the 80s, that would be me listening to, like, 1920s jazz. Mm-hmm. Golden Age jazz musicians. Do you know any kids who were like, I'm super into ragtime? And also, did that kid sit alone? <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, I saw Ragtime the musical mm-hmm. when I was in high school. Did you? You're real into musicals, though. <laughs> You're, like, real into musicals. That sounds like a euphemism. You are. But it's not. It's actually just literal. I was just like me some musicals. But at the end of his, he, he runs out of his playlist and mm-hmm. he plays a podcast, which figures a cameo from Iron Glass. Glass. Like Iron Glass is like, welcome to my new podcast. You need friends. Because guess what? You need friends. Go out there and make a friend. <laughs> I was just like, I was like okay. Voice Ira cameo Glass. for Ira Glass is a, is a, it's a good get. Right. But Shaggy ends up sitting down on the beach with two piles of dirt, which he pretends are his friends. Right, because he was like, I told my mom I was meeting my friends at the beach, and I don't actually have any friends, so, like, I gotta keep that a secret from my mom. But I'm gonna talk to these, like, uh, piles of sand, like they're my friends, and eat my sandwich. It seems unhealthy. Right, right. Um, also, the hand sandwich also seems very unhealthy, but that's... Right, but in the piles of sand, one of them is Scooby. Like, and the other is the meat tube. And Yeah, the other is the meat tube. Uh, and so, like, Scooby listens to him talk to these, the sand, and he, like, comes out and, like, talks to him, like, rrr, 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 rrr. and he's like, hey, will you be my friend? He's like, sure, whatever, I got nothing else going on. And, uh, and he's like, hey, you want to eat this whole big tube of Euro meat covered in sand and other, <laughs> like, assorted crusties? Assorted crusty city trash? And he was like, sure, I'm young and I have an amazing immune system. Let's do this. And that's when the cop comes in and is like, hey, who... Is this your dog? And he's like, yeah. He's like, what's his name? Scooby. No, first he says Snacks. And the, um... The cop's like, The cop is like, that's not a real name for a dog. Uh, no. Have you ever listened to the ridiculous names dogs are named? Like, I had a friend whose dog was named Lunchbox. Like, you can name a dog whatever the fuck you want. Snacks is a completely responsible name for a dog. That's fine. And he's, he's like, Snacks? And they're like, hmm? He's like, no, I mean Scooby. And they're like, what's his middle name? Doobie? What's his last name? Do? And they're like, well, dog with middle name, nothing I can do about it. That's, that's a weird rule. It's a real it's a rule, law. but it's the law. And he just bikes off. <laughs> and he just like walks away. He's like, well, that seemed to work out. So so that's that. And then the next thing we see is like, there's... Him at home. Yeah, him at home so, and he gives so him a So yet collar. again, we have a mom where like troubled youth shows up. With, with a dog. With maybe dangerous pet. And the dog and the mom is like, seems fine. All of this seems fine. This is great. I will just bring this giant fucking dog into my life because my kid's lonely. I must say he's a moderately sized dog when he shows up. Because he's a puppy. puppy. 
But he's like very clearly a Great Dane puppy. Like you know, he's got big hot paws. And you large know, ears. you know he's how going this is gonna turn out. It's gonna be a lot of dog, right? And Shaggy gives him a collar and is like, "Hey, I promise I'll never leave you, and you just never take this off, and you're always with me." Mm-hmm. And there's a big bonding moment, and right, it's very cute. It's very cute, and you're like, "Oh, this is why they're like soulmates or whatever." Mm-hmm. So that's cute. We fast forward to Halloween. Right. I don't. Maybe it was close to Halloween when he maybe. got his dog. But they're they, now dressed the up like um, Blue Falcon, who's the superhero of the world, and his dog, Dino Pup. Dino Pup. Is that right? Sure. And they're going around, and Scooby's like, hey, let's go into this house. He's like, no, that's the old haunted mansion. We can't go in there. Right. Like, that, seems, oh. that seems hard. I'm not going to do that. And then there's some bullies who come by. And steal his candy, and is like Halloween is just a made, made up by like corporate sponsorship of big corn syrup, like. And he takes his whatever and throws it t- candy and throws it into the haunted house. Is like your blood sugar will thank me later. And I was like, truly, those bullies have some points. They do, <laughs> but also they're also assholes. Right? He's like, I worked hard for that free candy. <laughs> So all of you out there on Facebook, please take a note. You can be right and still be an asshole. Mm-hmm. That's what I want you to take away from this moment. Right, it's universal truth. Like those are those are not incongruous uh, statements. But like Fred, Velma, and Daphne roll up. Mm-hmm. Daphne or Velma rather is dressed like Ruth Gator Ginsburg. Right, which is fantastic. She's got a decent. I was collar. like, also like when when did the before happen? Like, it's got to be at least 1993. Daphne's got a cell phone. Mm-hmm. So it's not a flip phone. It's not a flip so phone. So I would say it's like at least ten years ago from now. Yeah, like I would say it's twenty ten. Yeah, I'd say maybe twenty ten or so, twenty fifteen at the latest. Okay. And then they they're like, "Hey, well, let's go get your candy out of this haunted mansion." Right. It's so yeah, really they hottest. There's no such thing as ghosts. And they're like, "Let's do this." And he's like, "I mean, sure, I guess." Like. We're scared, but we're here for friendship. <laughs> we're here for friendship because we need friends and also candy. And also candy. So they, they go into this uh, seemingly haunted mansion and Velma's like, all this is bullshit. Like, none of this is real. And they're yep. like, it sure seems real, real to me. And so as they do that, they um, they uncover like this ghost of, uh, he's dressed like a friar or something. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very much so. He's like an old school monkey monk. And they try to, and he scares the bejesus out of the kids. Right. But then the kids notice that, like, he's There's being like pulled wires. around on pulleys and stuff. Yeah, and wires rope. from the ceiling. And so Fred grabs an axe and chops him down, and he falls down, and they... Right, because he just had a fucking axe just, like, hanging around. Yeah, well, it's, like, like crossed if... behind a shield. Okay, so... Like if... your coat of arms that we have in the living room. Right, our coat of arms would just be, like, a bunch of shoes next to the shoe bin. <laughs> it would be an empty cardboard box <laughs> with just shoes piled around it. It's like... Or... Or it would just, yeah, like an empty Kleenex uh, container and then like the trash and then just like a bunch of Kleenex on the floor. Yes. <laughs> like all, the, all those things. Empty thing of cookies put back in the pantry without yes! comment. Yes, that's what it would be. It would be like a pantry full of empty boxes. Because <laughs> God forbid, God forbid, they put nothing else back in this whole goddamn house. Right. Yet... Every single box of the pantry, they will put back empty. Yep, because you can't be undiscovered. I, I bet there's at least four empty boxes in the pantry right now. Right now, yes. 
But anyway, so they rip off the mask and it's the old man, whatever, whose house it is. He's not that old. He's yes, not that old. Mr. Rigby. Mr. Rigby. And he's like, got a whole back room full of stolen, oh, stolen stuff. stolen goods, yes. And so they solved their first mystery. And they're like, this was really fun. We should do this all the time. And uh, Cue montage. Cue montage of them like growing up and running from various monsters who they uncover to be like, you know, old man so-and-so but who would have cool th- gotten away with it. But it I have to say this you. montage, the really cool thing yes. about this montage is that montage is set to the, the Scooby-Doo theme song. Mm-hmm. And like the, it's, it's pretty much a recreation spot for spot, beat for beat of the, of the beginning of, of the, the intros. old school Scooby-Doo cartoons. Right. And so it was really clever and really well done. And it punched my nostalgia button yeah, really hard. Yeah, all the nostalgia buttons. You're like, oh, I love It was this. great. So, they did that, and it was a lot of fun. It was fine. So, so yeah, so it's it's a really good montage of all that, and it's really creative, really well done. Mm-hmm. Kudos to whoever came up with that. And so... So they solve the mystery, but also breaking and entering, like... Low-key breaking Low-key breaking It was Halloween, it doesn't count. Maybe, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they get around that part. All right. So, then... Like, we reconvene and we're at, like, a diner. Right. So they've grown up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're, like, low they're 20s They're teenagers. Tops. Yeah. Teenagers, low 20s tops. And they're like, we have to turn this, like, side hustle mystery-solving business into, like, a real business. Yeah. I, I can only assume they have to, like, leverage their side hustle because there's been a yet another once-in-a-lifetime economic <laughs> downturn. Maybe. Which happens every, like, 10 fucking years. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Welcome. maybe twelve, maybe fifteen. <laughs> Welcome to life as a millennial. It sucks. Woot um, but we, uh, and so they're trying to figure it out, and they brought a sponsor on, who turns out to be Simon Cowell. Right. I'm I'm here for cartoon Simon Cowell as himself. Yeah. Like this is not the first time that I have seen a cartoon version of Simon Cowell, nor do I feel like it will be the last time. No, I mean I can trace it back to one of the Shrek movies. Even yes, he was there. Yes, it was adequate. I mean, sure. Sure. But he uh, he's going to sponsor them, but he's like, I get that, you know, Velma's the brains, Daphne's the heart, or, you know, is the is the people person. The empath. The Fred is the muscle of the crew, but I have no idea what the fuck you two stoners at the end of the table are doing. <laughs> other and than they're like eating a giant sandwich. <laughs> comically large sandwich. He's like, um. I mean, you had me a sandwich. Yeah, well, I stopped paying attention when you were talking but then you said sandwich, and I came back. Right. Yeah. That's and he's like, what... I can't invest if you guys are a part of it. And uh, Shaggy and Scooby are like, fine, we don't, we know when we're not wanted, and they just, like, storm off. And they don't wait for their friends to be like, wait, we're not taking Simon Cowell's money if yeah. you're not in. They just, like, instead completely go off and, like, we're going to go bowling. Like, we don't need you. Right. And so the meeting... Kind of ends and I don't know, it's kind of nebulous, but you can tell that they are not really, the the other people aren't really interested. Mm-hmm. Shaggy and Scooby are bowling. Bowling. In a, in a place where you could go bowling with a Great Dane and you can rent a Great Dane shoes. Three. Three, three shoes. Because so he he's could, got one paw He can bowl free. with his one paw. Truly, if there was like a bowling, a dog who could bowl... Wouldn't he be making a gazillion dollars on YouTube? I mean, this is Air Bud, but then some. Right? Yeah. Right. He would totally, he would have it. He would be great. He would <laughs> right. Be... There'd be so many other ways to 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Finance. Monetize. Their, monetize their mystery company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're like, we have a dog who can bull and also make fucking sandwiches and like talk, but maybe in like a roar voice. I am going to point out that in this universe, talking dogs are not that rare because. It's true. The Falcon, Blue Falcon has a talking dog. He's like a robot dog, though. Yeah, I mean. He's like a robot hero dog. I feel like maybe there's a tragic backstory where the Blue Falcon's talking dog was just a dog and then was, like, blowed up and, Mm -hmm. like, all that's left is his head. Or his heart. He's basically Robocop of the dog world. Ooh. Yeah. Think about these things. Very dark. Very dark. But we don't get into it in this movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're bowling. They get attacked by the bowling pins, which turn out are these little robots. Right. If you were looking to right. make... It's a like me- a weird, crazy, haunted robot bowling alley. They kind of remind me of the minions, because they're like a little too cute to be evil, but at the right. same time... Right, they can time, be cute, and then they like transform into like weird scorpions. Murder bots. But also with... Like saw hands. Yeah, one of them has chainsaw <laughs> hands for sure. Like some of them have pincers. like a scorpion, but with chainsaw hands and like a real cute little baby body. I don't understand. And part of how they um like I don't know decide to get away or whatever is they pretend that they work at the bowling alley and they're like taking everybody's orders. Yep. And they're like, "So what are you on?" And the the robot thing just like squeaks at him. He's like, "All right, one." One order of that, you, one order of that, and you. Hey, order of wings for everybody. Yeah, great, cool. Yeah. And somebody else says something, he's like, we're out of calamari. And then they go And then they all ate, go ape shit, yeah. It's, and I was like, I don't understand how that was supposed to save you. <laughs> like, it was, well, that was the classic of the, their shtick every so often. Is they're, they're, they're really good at distraction and... Uh, yeah, like if you just if you just keep him busy for the next half an hour, I can s- shut him down. And they're like, "Oh, we can keep him busy." Well, it's just like we've been chased into this situation, and the way we're going to get out of this, we're going to pretend we're supposed to be in this situation. Right, and it's just like ridiculous pantomime. Yeah, you're just our guest that's walked in, and you're going to be bound by the rules of whatever social interaction we're foisting upon you. Right, right. And the ro- the evil robot slash ghost or whatever is like, "Oh, okay." Like, it'd be rude not to order a drink. Yeah, exactly. And so that goes sideways and they end up having to escape and they they're end up run- in an alley. They're running from the crazy robots and the girl who works at the bowling alley does not even look up from her phone and is just like, no running. And I was like, yes, that, that is the most true part of I see all that of this. Hand. It was like, they don't pay me enough for any of this bullshit. <laughs> and so they run out into the back alley and as they're about to be killed by the robots, they get abducted mm-hmm. by a UFO. Which turns out to be um, the Falcon guy, the Blue Falcon. Yeah, the Blue Falcon guy. Yep. And so I did like there was a moment, and this is in the trailer, but like he gets up there and they're like, They get oh my sucked gosh, up into the spaceship. Do you realize where we are? Sleek, Swedish, you know, Scandinavian. Yeah. Like with all blue mo- accents. modern lines, like cool blue uh, accents. Ac- yeah. Do you know where we are? Color schemes. And Scooby's like, IKEA? And you're like, yeah. I mean, I'm not. He's not wrong. He's <laughs> like the Falcon Mobile. He's like, did you say IKEA? No, I said Falcon Mobile. I'm. Is, is it a mobile? I don't know what it I is. Don't know, Falcon ship thing. Sure. Yeah, it might be mobile. But it's it's I a bit. It's it a giant plane. Yeah, a giant shaped vaguely like a falcon. And so the pilot comes out, and she's kind of awesome and badass. Right. And she's like, Hey, what's up? 
And uh, they were like, hey, thanks for saving us from the weird robot things. And she was like, no problem. Like, those robot things are um, Dick Dastardly's little minions, and he wants you dead for some reason. And uh, Scrooge's like, cool, cool. Like, evil, psychotic, supervillain wants us dead. That's fine. <laughs> like, I can process that. Yeah. And then the Falcon, Blue Falcon, does his, like, ridiculously over-themed entrance. He's got right. video clips and voiceover and theme music. and Right, and the captain's like, we're doing this now. And, uh... Yeah. And he's like, yeah! But it turns out the Falcon, the Blue Falcon... Is Brian. Is actually Brian, the Blue Falcon's son? Because the right, Blue the Falcon is gro- retired. Grown-up adult son. Yes, he wants to be clear that he's the grown-up adult son. But he's also vaguely incompetent. Mm-hmm. But the dog, Robodog, is still the, the same, same Robo dog, And he's just like, I am done with this idiot's bullshit. Like, Why couldn't the Robodog retire? Like Because he's he's... He's a robot. He doesn't have rights. He's right. Right. He's just I feel like because the the real the Blue ship. Falcon retired to Palm Beach. Like, why couldn't he take his robot dog with him and like both of them could be on the beach together, just like throwing a frisbee? Well, I also <laughs> feel like maybe Brian needed needed a guardian needed and guidance, some help, and right. Robo Dog was supposed to be that, but also just is. But uh, also is a little bitter about his current situation. So, um. Meanwhile, the other mystery members, they hear about the incident Mm -hmm. at the bowling alley. And they're like, hey, we should go check that out. They get to the bowling alley. They talk to the girl. And she's like, yeah, it turns out they're a bunch of killer robots. And they try to kill this guy's friend and his dog, who obviously were here without their friends. Apparently, they're abandoned by their friends. Their friends must really suck. Right. (laughs) Like, they're like, we don't need all the commentary. Can you just tell us what happened? Oh, yeah, they got abducted by a blue light in the back. Mm-hmm. Weird. Okay. Yeah, it seems strange. And so they find one of like broken robots under a dumpster. Right. She's like, "Can you tell us what the robots look like?" And the lady who works at the thing was like, "Oh, it looks like this." And she gives him like the box of the like broken robot. One of the robots that got crushed by a dumpster. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Cool." So they take it. We'll back. take it. So they take it back to the machine and they figure out. They do some analysis on a hair that they find in it to figure out. That it came from dastardly Right, they're like, what's junkyard? in this hair? And it was like, mustache oil, 12-year scotch. And Daphne's like, ugh, is the villain my dad? <laughs> like, like, also there's some soil samples and whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, It probably came from this one, like, junkyard, mm-hmm. dastardly junkyard. So I'm like, okay, well, we'll go there and check it all out. Mm-hmm. And Scooby and Shaggy are being, they're on the ship. Me- yeah, meanwhile, Scooby and Shaggy are on the ship and they're like, okay, here's Dick Dastardly's, like, thing. He's after these three ancient dog skulls. Which are huge. Which are huge. Like, big, huge, ancient dog skulls. And if he gets all the ancient dog skulls, he's going to open the underworld for reasons. And we have to try to keep him from, he has one of them right now. We have to try to keep him from getting the other two. Yeah, and this is a very real threat for Scooby-Doo. Like, mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo's biggest threats usually tend to be, like, real estate moguls or, like... Right, right. People trying to find the treasure of a pirate so they pretend to be a ghost and, like... Mm. Yeah, no, it's all it's all businessmen. It's all capitalism. Yeah, it is. <laughs> toxic masculinity and Toss- capitalism. <laughs> They're fighting against sexism and bigotry. <laughs> but they, uh... And so they're trying to figure out where they're gonna go... Mm-hmm. And the Rizlu Mystery team shows up at the junkyard. Okay. And gets kidnapped. 
I think yeah, they get they get pulled over by a cop. Oh, that's right. They're on their way on, to the junkyard. They on their way to the junkyard. I, like, I don't remember they getting they to the get, junkyard. That's they right. get pulled over by a super hot cop. Mm-hmm. And uh Fred is like, Hey, we like, do you know how oh, fast you, you were going? And he was like, Was it too fast? <laughs> like giving her the smolder. And she was like, I don't I don't think you kids understand like the amount of trouble you're in. I need you all of you all of you out of the car. So they get them all out of the car. And it uh, turns out, they're like, no, we're trying to uh, get our friends from this, like, big evil guy. And they're like, is he, like, evil in a sexy way, like Joie de Perdue? <laughs> they're like, no, like, evil in a gross way. <laughs> like, I mean, I think he has some valid points. No, he's just really... He's no, he cool. just he seems evil. And it turns out that the sexy lady is... Dick Dastardly uh, in Dick Dastardly, and he, like kidnaps the the three people and Fred's like I'm feeling many feelings <laughs> it was true he was like having a whole crisis and like I just fell for a woman dressed like a man wait no a man dressed like a woman I mean I, I feel I feel lots of feelings about this yeah and so um maybe Fred had a moment and he mm-hmm. and so um they're trying to figure out where they should go next uh, for, Scooby and Falcon are trying to figure out where they should go next and they decide that they should go to this it's either the Gobi Desert or a theme park or an abandoned amusement park in Romania and so the um the the lady the pilot the pilot is like it should be the Gobi Desert based on heat signatures and other stuff science and things and science and things and Brian's like uh random person on the internet says it's this thing in Romania like, let's trust the random person on the internet. And the person, uh, the the pilot, the yeah. captain, I was like, What's the person's fine. name? It's Anonymous. He wouldn't lie to me. You think <laughs> Anonymous is one of the names of the people on the internet? I mean, I did. I mean, it did. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So they go to the abandoned amusement park. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, also, I think this is where they figure out that Scooby-Doo is the last descendant of Alexander the Great's dog. Yeah, that's part of the whole thing. And that's why... That's part of the data that has been being collected. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, Dick Dastardly is after him. Yeah. For some reason. Because, yeah. I don't, don't know, know if any of this story. is historical. I don't know if Alexander Great had a dog. I don't know when dogs were domesticated. <laughs> I mean, they were definitely domesticated after the Greeks. I mean, before the before Greeks. Before the Greeks. Sorry. Like, it's yeah. been a bit. It's been a bit. But, yeah, I don't know if Alexander had a dog that he really loved and mm-hmm. treated really well. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Probably worth I a Google. Have, I have not I have not done that research. So, they get to the... Abandoned amusement park. Never not creepy. I agree. Abandoned... Why are our amusement parks so much creepier than, like, other abandoned things? Like, I think they're creepier than abandoned houses, or abandoned churches. Like, I don't know why amusement parks are so fucking creepy. Having worked in nearly abandoned churches, like, you know, like, I've, I've worked at churches and been there, like, like the only on a Tuesday there. afternoon yeah. when you're the only human in this massive church. Mm-hmm. They're creepy. I've also worked at amusement parks where you're the only living thing you can see in this whole area. And you're absolutely correct. Like, <laughs> they're so fucking creepy. They're so horribly creepy because you, it just feels wrong. Because, like, yeah, amusement parks are supposed to be full of people. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it's also just, they're just usually really garish and a lot of, a lot like, of clown overblown faces. and things. When, when there aren't people around, you realize mm-hmm. the scale of things is wrong and, like, 
you know, in the, the kind of abandoned, like a lot of things in amusement park are painted in ways that either make them look farther away or closer. Mm-hmm. And somehow when you're like, if the paint starts to fade, if the lighting isn't the right, you know, because it's all kind of designed to be seen during the day and then the bright light and all that. Yeah. Like, if the light's not quite right, if things aren't, like, everything kind of everything shifts kind into of that into uncanny that... valley. Yes. Yes. And it gets weird. Mm-hmm. And you realize, like, you can see the lights behind those trees. What are those lights? Oh, that's not, like, the entire other part of the park that on the map doesn't touch this at all. Mm-hmm. Like... But in real life, like it's right there. Like, 15 feet that way. Yeah. Like, and you the, you can hear some of the noises. And, of course, there's raccoons scurrying around everywhere getting fat. like, so, yeah, so many fries. Oh, yeah. Like, entire <laughs> slices of pizza. They're getting drunk off that mix of beer and slushy that's at the bottom of every trash can by the yes. end of the night. Are they just, like, rolling around? Like, oh, real drunk raccoons. Little, they're... <laughs> We used to laugh at the end of the season at the amusement park I worked at. The raccoons would be nearly spherical. Mm-hmm. Like, you were you were looking at, and if you greased them up in that, that garbage juice, it was like a spherical, frictionless raccoon in a vacuum. Right, like, like a like a basketball-sized raccoon. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, I would agree. They're really creepy. And so right. there's a little battle when Dick Dashley shows up and is trying to snag Scooby again. Turns out he was the anonymous commentator that steered dun, him dun, there. Dun. And the uh, already picked up the skull from the Gobi Desert. Right. The captain was like, "Oh, wait, where did I hear that before? Oh yeah, me." Yeah. Like she's like not having it. I love right, it. Right. Right. Yet again, women of color is saving everyone's fucking ass again and again, always <laughs> with no recognition or appreciation. <laughs> it's true. Indeed. So she uh, and so they head off, or so. They managed to save Scooby and Shaggy. Right, so Scooby and Shaggy do escape into a um arcade. Yeah. And there's a Hong Kong Fui video game that they yeah, shoved see like that. against the wall. Also, side note, Shaggy is always picking up Scooby. Yeah. He's real fucking strong. He's wiry. Like, do you know how much Great Danes weigh? I'm betting at least like, 150 pounds. Yeah, at least 200 easy. So, so, like, if you're, like, moving 200 pounds, like, while running away from a ghost... Yeah, you're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. He does not need a gym membership. Nope, he's doing he well. He a dog. But, um, they run into this arcade, and they do some whack-a-mole with the little robot things. Right. And then Dick Dashley brought, breaks in and is like, hey, I'm here, I found you, you're coming with me. Mm-hmm. And Shaggy's like, no, I'm not. He's like, I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the dog. You're right, worthless. you're not important. You're absolutely worthless in this whole thing. I mean, I just need to get around you. So zaps him and blows him through a wall. Mm-hmm. And then, which should have been fatal, by the way, probably. I mean, they're, yeah. He shoots him through a wall up about 60 feet and then... He's real wiry. Drops like, him into he, an uh, He works a out a mail. lot. Also, like, he's young and his immune system is amazing and he can eat garbage off the floor and be fine. Or like, you know, the cold cuts he found in a 60-year-old abandoned refrigerator mm-hmm. he's fine right right um but he finds falcon up there who has been hiding from the battle because right because he's, he's got a, his a own coward and yep. uh yep he's like oh hey you're up here too and he was like it was a good vantage point to like watch and they're like are you gonna fight stuff and he's like uh, i mean maybe sure <laughs> maybe everything comes my way but i know like they end up destroying the Ferris wheel, which starts rolling. 
Scooby ends up escaping. Right. So, like, he throws some kind of bomb. Right. The F-bomb. The Falcon bomb. He called yeah. it the F-bomb. Hey, let's keep it PG-13. Right. Or let's keep this PG. Right. And he's like, no, I mean, like, the Falcon bomb. And he throws the Falcon bomb down to the uh, electricity board. And I was like, what is happening? Our daughter was like, he threw the bomb in the electricity board. It gave it power. I don't know how any of this works. <laughs> yeah, she was just was like, I don't, I don't know. She was like, none of, none of this makes sense. And so Scooby manages to escape onto, like, the... He ends up in a car, like a bumper car. Oh, and maybe. then Dick dastardly ends up in a bumper car, and the Robo Dog turns like, turn like turns grabs the bumper car the bumper and cars. puts wheels out of his paws to make the bumper car roll. Yeah, bumper car. Rather cars than be just like taking Scooby with him and turning into his own car, like yeah. why did he have to take the bumper car? Because things are heavy, right? And then Dick Dastardly's robots turn his bumper car into a car, and they're going, and then... Wait, what turns Scooby's bumper car into a car? The Robodog. 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 Okay, sorry. Uses his wheels. The Robodog. That are built into his paws. Uses his wheels that are built into his paws to turn the bumper car into a real car to escape from Dick Dastardly. And Dick Dastardly, that's fine. I have all these baby robots. That turn it into a car. Who also can turn it into a car. And we're on the chase. And so they're chasing. The first wheel is like rolling through the park, and everybody ends up on the roller coaster track for some reason. Yes, uh, which is on un- which is creepily unfinished or yeah, broken. Broken, I think, and that's a whole thing. They leap off into nowhere, but they end up getting uh, or so Scooby, Shaggy, Falcon, and the Robo Dog end up getting. Tractor beamed out of there by mm-hmm. the pilot who, again, saves everyone's asses. Right, saves everyone's asses. Dick Dastardly, like, crashes to the ground and they escape while then Dick Dastardly... But also, like, Velma and Scooby... Velma and... Fred and Daphne. Fred and Daphne, who were kidnapped. No. No, they're still kidnapped. They're still kidnapped. Yeah. And so, they kind of part ways... Maybe this is when they get kidnapped. Maybe it's when after after, after this Romania is they after kidnapped. Romania they get kidnapped. So take that part and move it here, or maybe we'll do it in post. Shh. We're not going to do it. In <laughs> We're post. not going to do it in post. <laughs> That's not how that works. Um, but anyway, so that all happens. The mm-hmm. the cop kidnapping thing. Yes. So they so they're trying to figure. So the Falcon team is trying to figure out where they need to go next. Right, and what to do. And what to do. Meanwhile, Daphne and Velma and Fred have been kidnapped. Daphne makes friends with one of the robots that's been abused by Dastardly. Right. Dick Dastardly turned one of the robots into a dustbuster for yeah. reasons like to, make, need an to make an example of you. But like I don't think it worked. <laughs> Just turned all the cute robots against him. Right. Subtly. Yeah. Like started seed that that there's the seeds of a slave the rebellion. Se- the seed of a slave rebellion. But the robot ends up letting them out, takes them up where they catch Dastardly expositating about his plans and how he's going to figure out. And they hear him say they're going to this certain mountain. And they're like, cool, noted. And then the robot's like, hey, down here, there's like radio equipment that you can use. And so they go down to the radio room and they and Velma hacks into the RoboDog to be mm-hmm. like, hey, they're going to this mountain. You need to get there and figure out what's going on before they do. And maybe you can save everybody. And then they discover the shrine. They right. discovered like the, I think this was like the three minutes that I was you were, in the bathroom. You were gone for like three minutes, and like in that three minutes, they find out where the next skull is going to be. 
they figure out where the radio is so they can tell the other guys where they need to go. They discover a shrine to Muttley, mm-hmm. who is apparently no longer with us. Right. Um, and then, which is a great callback to the the Wacky Racer show where Dick Dash, it's a whole thing. Anyway, and then they find, like, this, like, serial killer, like, Cork board, you know, with like the red. Oh yeah, rib, you know, red string connecting. I really want to make one of those at work. Yeah, <laughs> just like I have a cork board and all these like scientific articles. I really want to just like circle words and like put like string. <laughs> when you have your own office someday, like I want you to photos, do that. <laughs> but like of you know people who have won awards. <laughs> well, I think it'd be really particularly funny if you were like all these like. Wait, this article is connected to this article. Like, they, they share some ideas and some processes, but then, like, this is another process that's related, mm-hmm. and, like, they all, like, wait, this is this is just a big web of all the stuff we make. Yeah, like, all the ingredients, like, if it's a... Yeah, I really want to make, like, a serial killer montage, but with, like, scientific research. <laughs> I'm here for it. I would love it. I think it'd be great. And people would be like, what the fuck is this? this I kind of want to do that. Maybe I should bonkers. do that with like my customers, all you my different should. hospitals and stuff that I work with. Everyone who works in like a, a boring, uh, <laughs> a boring job should make boring job. Make a, make a serial killer, uh, like red string map of all of your stuff. Yes. And just leave it up. Hashtag red string map. Tag me on Insta. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Right. And, um, but they discover this and this is where they get uh, even more of the plot, which is that the, um, Dick Dashley is trying to break into the underworld. That's the whole concept is he's trying to get back to the underworld to, to free Muttley is his story. His maybe. So I do appreciate it because Dick Dashley tells the story of like how he needs to get his friend back mm-hmm. and he tell his friend Muttley back and how this is a noble goal and he's trying to do it. But he tells the story and as he's narrating the story, it actually shows what happened in a flashback. And he's like, Muttley insisted on going first and it shows him like shoving Muttley forward. And he's like, I begged him not to go. And it shows him like waving him onward, mm-hmm. like, come on, let's go. He's like, and he bravely went in and he like sticks his hand out and he like shakes his hand, head back. He's like, no, I'm not going in. And he like threatens him and he's like, fine. And he goes in and he tries to steal the treasure, but then can't get out. Right. He's stuck on the other side. Stuck on the other side. And then the whole thing explodes. He's like, and that tragic loss of my best friend. He's like, no, he was just trying to get the treasure. Mm -hmm. But what's interesting is like, you're, it's left up to interpretation on whether or not this is the story he's telling because he needs them to feel that way. Or this is just the way he sees the events. Right. Like, is he just so delusional and self-centered that this is how he feels things happened? And it's really kind of interesting. It's very meta for a child's movie. It was very. (laughs) And so Fred and Velma and Daphne are, of course, they're still kidnapped. They're still on the ship. Right. Okay. So they're... Are we underneath the mountain? No, we're headed to the mountain right now. Okay. And then the fal- but the falcon ship gets there first. Mm-hmm. So the falcon ship gets there. 
Scooby's got a really cool costume in the middle of this. Oh, yeah. But he has to take off his collar to wear the costume. Which is apparently like a kind of a blow to Shaggy. Right. Cause, Although um, he doesn't communicate it and he when, gives a no nod. Right. When he gives him the collar, um, Scooby's like, I'll never take it off. And Shaggy was like, great. I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. Like, that's the promises uh, they made to each other. Right. And so he, like, gets outfitted for the superhero costume. Shaggy doesn't get a sh- superhero costume because he's a nobody, and uh, which they make very clear multiple times <laughs> in this mm-hmm. show. Um, and Scooby's like, uh, the, like, collar doesn't fit with the, with the costume. Like, is it okay if I take it off? And, like, Shaggy, Shaggy kind of nods. And uh, Scooby's like, okay, like, I'll take it off for now, you know. Yeah. And so and then Shaggy is like super butthurt. He's super about, salty about the whole thing. About that whole thing. And the Falcon is not good at communicating. Not communicating so he totally rubs it in his face and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a whole thing. But they get to um, the mountain and there's a like a giant crack in the side of the mountain, which I feel like should be well documented by a number of people. Right, right. A big mountain with a big crack in it. Like, people should be interested in this. And they drive down into it, and it's like, okay, land of the lost. If there's a mountain with a big crack in it, would you fly into the crack of the mountain? No. I would not. I'd be like, my immediate thought would be like, fucking lava. Like. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's glowing green, so I that makes it ooh, better. Yeah, that's like, radiation. No, not better. <laughs> not better. So, they fly into the crack of the mountain. Which I will a, ha- a thousand percent wouldn't do. And it's like there's like pterodactyls flying around and dinosaurs and stuff. Right, so under the mountain is this whole like paleolithic age. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So they're in there and they're exploring trying to find this last skull. Right, because the last skull is under the mountain in this paleolithic age. Yep. And they stumble upon Tracy Morgan... Voicing Captain, Captain Caveman. fucking Caveman. I was like, oh my gosh. Which Captain I have like no nostalgic feelings about. Like I didn't watch any of this. Didn't watch stuff. any of that? No. And, and his angels, whatever they were called. He had angels. Yeah. There was, was it like, like Charlie's Angels, but with Captain Caveman? Captain Caveman was like the kind of ringleader, and these like teenage girls were like. So I'm not species. making any of this shit up. <laughs> like I swear to you, this happened. Where they like cave people no girls. no they're perfectly human like normal human girls so weird yeah now that i say it out loud you're right so there's a caveman and then like regular human 70s teenage girls who would yeah. go and like solve crimes what would they do yeah yeah it's all cr- again as i'm parsing <laughs> this whole thing i'm like None of this is okay, Guys, actually. children's programming is so, so problematic. <laughs> it's very bizarre. But um, but he's like, yeah, I know where the skull is. It's over this way. I forget what he calls it. The mm-hmm. Skoobshkoobshkoobla or I something don't know. like that. Some, some, like, skull arena. Yeah. And so they go into this big skull arena and he's like, yeah, you can have it. You just got to fight the champion for it. By the way, champion's me. Let's do this. 
And the arena fills up with other cavemen type guys and... Like a whole race of cavemen. And you were like, what? There's a whole race of Captain Cavemen? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's news. Like he was the last... Like he had been like frozen in ice or something. I forgot oh. what the story but was. But this is a crazy Paleolithic Yeah, uh, but apparently he's underground. Just, so they've, they've retconned the entire Captain and Caveman origin story. I have feelings. Do you? No, not really. <laughs> um, but they... Yeah, they, so Falcon and Scooby and the Robodog have to fight him, but they're not doing very well. No, they're not good at it. And uh, Brian... Yeah, the Falcon. The Falcon is full of self-doubt. And, like, Shaggy has this whole conversation with him. It's like, yeah, I mean, I understand, like, your dad was a hero and those are big shoes to fill. And, of course, you have... All uh, the imposter syndrome. All of the imposter syndrome and you have all this other stuff. Like, you're supposed to be, you know, you're you're new, you're just starting out and no one's really letting you learn. Like, I understand that that's really hard. How are you dealing with all of that? And Brian's like, I don't want to talk about any of this. <laughs> He's like, not well. That's the answer is not well. Right. But, yeah. And uh, So I think this is the part where the robo dog was like, Brian, like, I'm supposed to have your back. Like, this is your time to be a hero. Like, let's hero get, up. Let's do this shit. Get your wings together and soar. And he's like, no, no, that's later. Um, but oh, that is later. That is later. But, um, but... They fight, and they actually do end up holding their own. Meanwhile, back at the ship, Shaggy's right. there. Okay, so Shaggy was... moping. Shaggy and Scooby were going to stay at the ship. And Scooby was like, no. Um, and the Captain Falcon was like, no, Scooby needs to come with us because he's really important. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can stay with the ship if you want. And he was like, no, I'm staying with the ship. Like, and if, if Scooby is my friend, he's going to stay with the ship, too. Because we're both chickens, and we're scared, and we're going to stay at the ship. Right. It's what we do. Right. And Scooby's like, no, I really feel like I should go with um, with the heroes. Like, I, I love you and appreciate you as a person, but I, I don't feel like it's fair for you to make me make this choice. And Scooby's like, no. Or Shaggy's like, no, if you love me, you're going to you're gonna stay with me forever. And you're, you're going to abandon them, you're going to stay gonna here. You're going to abandon them, and you're going to stay here. And I, at this point, I was like, kids, it's always a really bad idea to make people choose between people. <laughs> like, yeah, don't like, do it. <laughs> and if anybody tries to make you choose between them and somebody else, choose the somebody else. Right. Choose like, the people that aren't making you choose between them. Right. If someone makes you choose between, like, your dog or them, like, fuck you. <laughs> like, like, no. People giving you false ultimatums right, is a sign right. of emotional manipulation that you Al don't need a part of a... Almost nothing is binary. No. Like, very, stop. very un unfrequently. So, yeah. So, life lesson happened there. That was cool. <laughs> I do this a lot in kids' movies. <laughs> we do. We're like, this is not healthy. Um, but while Shaggy's back at the, the Falcon plane, Fred shows up with mm -hmm. the Mr. Mobile. But it's just Fred. It's just Fred. And Fred's talking to him like, hey, what is going on? What, where's everybody else? And they're like, oh, they're looking for the stupid skull. He's like, oh, well, mm -hmm. can you help me find them? And then we can get out of here? But also, like, Scooby's in danger. Like, we got to get him. You yeah. Because Dick Dastardly's really, like, looking for Scooby also. Yeah, like, and he's like, "Where's Velma and Daphne?" He's like, "Ah, he's they're, they're looking around as well, maybe stuff." And he's like, "Okay, well, let's get in the van and let's go find Scooby." And mm -hmm. so they go off and search, and they get to the arena to right the Skull Arena. How did they know where the Skull Arena was? Magic. How did Shaggy know where anything was? He was like one pissy moping and eating sandwiches. Yeah, I don't know, but they get there and it's right when. The dog and pilot lady are cleaning the cleaning Captain Caveman's clock, right? And finishing up the battle, 
And turns out Fred's not Fred because he rips it off and he's actually Dick Dastardly. Right, right. And Dick Dastardly's like, ha ha, I've got the skull. And they... And I have Scooby. And I have Scooby because he kidnapped Scooby. Who's the key to the underworld. Right. And so he's able to take both of those up to his ship. He kicks Fred, Daphne, and the real Fred and Daphne Mm -hmm. and Velma off the ship who get caught by the pilot, the dog, and accidentally Brian. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they all get caught and they're off. And so now Dick Dashley has all three skulls. He's got Scooby. Right. He has everything he needs to He's... open. And he was like, see you in Athens, bitches. And I was like, did they know he was going to Athens? They do now. <laughs> they do now. Like... But they get back to the ship and the ship is destroyed. Right. And so. They're like, fuck, what do we do? I don't remember how they get out of that, though. How do they get out of that? I don't remember. Somehow they're able to, like, repair the ship, mostly. They have thrusters, but no engine. Yeah. I don't know how they do. I utterly have forgotten this whole detail. It, It's not even been an hour since we watched this movie. <laughs> nope. It has been, like, some bourbon. So that's it's not true. helping. So somehow, magic, they fix the ship. Meanwhile, Dastardly's gone to Athens, and he... Puts the three skulls in the middle of, like, the Parthenon. Right, and some magic happens where it turns the the Parthenon back to old-timey. Like, uh, cool. In, in, in its peak. I want to point out, wasn't Alexander the Great, he wasn't Greek, he was Macedonian, right? Right, and he lived mostly in Egypt. Well, Not at all in Greece. Yeah, like, Greece was kind of a footnote in his whole right. thing. Right, he, like, read some shit about Greece, and he was like, this is fucking cool. Let's make the whole world like Greece. Yeah, but I'm gonna like, head over east and then south. I don't think he ever, then... like, it was well after the Greek Empire, I think. Yeah, me too. I think he was, like... I don't know, Greek... guys, it's been a real long time since, since I... world history, yeah, like, Yeah, since 8th grade. grade. Before, like, ninth grade, which was, like, American history, and then 10th grade, which was American history, but still not getting to the bad parts, and then 11th grade was American history, fuck yeah, we're awesome, World War Two and beyond. Oh, one one was, like, government? I didn't even have history, it was just government? <laughs> like... Yeah. I don't remember what year that was. And then AP history, which, for me, AP history was the first time, was, like, yeah, so, so it turns out, turns out America's fucking terrible. <laughs> it was like the moment where you're like, America's not about this. America is about Czech's history book. Oh. Oil? <laughs> oh no. Oh god, no, not that. Right. Oh fuck. We suck. Right, people's history of the United States of America. Yeah, it was she was our my AP history teacher was a little more into the like Yeah, we need you to get like better rounded view of what's going on but for reals like it's not how it happened yeah trail of tears was a thing right right like andrew jackson who which our school is named after worst fucking president ever (laughs) so turns out that like the people that he were here didn't just like show up at thanksgiving and then just disappear right Um, right turns out we murdered them murdered several of them anyway but back to the whole thing (laughs) Um, so, the the rest of the crew shows up in Athens after it's been converted. Right. Back right to as the dis- old time. Dastardly times. is using Scooby to unlock this really creepy fucking door. Right. So there's a door to the underworld. It can only be unlocked by Alexander, his dog, or one of their descendants. Right. So there should be descendants of Alexander. 
I was waiting for Shaggy and, to turn out to be an Xlander descendant, but right. like they nerfed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And descendants of the dog. You would think there'd have to be descendants of both to make it work, or descendants of either. And honestly, I would be more interested in the descendants of Alexander because dogs? I mean, I feel like... Really? Yeah, yeah, it's a whole dog history that we are not paying good yeah. attention to. Did Alexander a fucking Great Dane? Like, that's a real big dog. I mean... It's way bigger than a wolf. I mean, maybe? Yeah! Well, I mean, he could have had a chihuahua, but it was like 5,000 years ago, so like... <laughs> but like, I would think it'd be like a mid-sized dog. Like... 5,000 years ago, it could have been a cat for all we know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's like also strange. But whatever. I, like, I think it would have been a mid-sized dog, not like a really, really big dog. And not a really small dog. Like, Great Danes don't live that long because they have, like, a real real big heart again, <laughs> like, issue. Again, we started with Scooby-Doo and worked backwards on this plot. So I feel like we maybe are looking way too hard at is this. Is there an Ancestry.com for dogs? They had. Well, that was one of the things when they were like, this, you know, let's look up Dick Dashley. What's he done? Well, he stole this creepy looking skull from Peru. He's... Uh, doing illegal air races is one of the entries on there. Mm -hmm. But he also stole the database of all these dogs' ancestries, and it turns out that Scooby-Doo is related to Alexander the Great's dog. And you're like, that's a really specific... I mean, you know how many people are related to Charlemagne? <laughs> like, so many people. Like, half a year. Like, I feel like maybe Alexander the Great's dog, It's like, like spread his seed. Like, one in five men in Asia are, like, descended from Genghis Khan. Right. Like, I feel like you maybe have a lot of options. Yeah, so... Like, every time a dog has babies, there's, like, five of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I would think the descendants of... Also... An illustrious dog would be far and wide. Where, where do we find Scooby-Doo first in this story? He's a stray with no collar and no pedigree wandering the streets of California. Yes. How did they track... Him. Maybe somebody went made like a little uh wisdom panel on him. It's ancestry.com. It's like twenty three and me for dogs. Oh. <laughs> like you like give them like I think a blood test. Somebody did a blood test <laughs> on they, this mutt. And they give you back I mean it's real hip. It's real hip to do. <laughs> just in case just in case he was the blood descendant of Alexander the Great. <laughs> right. Also, I could see that being, like, if I was a superhero or a supervillain that needed to find a specific ancestry of a puppy, like, you would do that and you'd price you it would, for, like, five bucks. You would hack bucks. into the wisdom panel. No, you would just start it. You just do it as a startup. You 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 do it. You, it's a you little made, side hustle. You made wisdom panel so that you Yeah, could that would find be your side dog. hustle. Yes. Like, you're going to make some money off of it, but also, at one point, you know, one of the evil machines is going to ping and print out with a dot matrix printer, you know, you're going to rip it off and you're going to be like, I found him. You know, like, at last, at last you're mine. Quizzically to the camera that's not there. Yeah, like totally. That all happened off scene. Yeah. But anyway, he uses Scooby to unlock this door and who walks out of this door but a Cerebrus. Cerebrus? I don't know. I never say the word. The three-headed dog. Fluffy from Fluffy from but Harry Potter. Fluffy also has a like lizard tail. Yeah, he does have a lizard tail. There's a little bit more of that. Mm -hmm. uh, walks out, and the underworld you can see it behind him, and so mission accomplished for Dastardly. 
Right. His his thing was to get to the underworld treasure. The treasure of the underworld. But also his dog. Like he gets to his dog and he's like so relieved and happy and also angry that he's still alive. Like Yeah, he's like, Oh, it was too late, you passed away, I failed you. And then the Muttley's like <laughs> He's like, What? You're not dead. It's like I'm so mad at you. <laughs> You're so bad. How would you do that to me? That was so mean. Right. And then they totally grab all the treasure they can carry and run out. Right. Um, as you would do. And so then the mystery team shows up and they've got to fight Cerebrus to rescue Scooby to then close the door. Because it takes one to open and two to close. Right. And so that's that's going to be a whole thing. But like they're fighting and this is where the Falcon, the dog's oh, like, Brian, buck yeah. up, man up, sir. Yeah. You got, I'm, I'm here to help you, but you got to do some of this shit yourself. And also like, you're good enough. Like, just try. Yep. I think you'll be fine. Yep. And so he promptly, he's like, just spread your wings and fly, man. He's like, yes, it is time for me to do so. He's like, no, literally. Like, I mean, like, literally, like, push this button on your suit and you get wings. And so he's he like, oh, it. yeah, you're right. And he hits his rocket boots and promptly hits the ceiling. And he's like, oh, bad to do that. Sorry. Little little bit of problem there. And then they start fighting the Cerebrus and it's mm-hmm. doing well. But yeah, this is when they realize one of them, one of the... The dog and the best friend, one has to go inside the door and close it from the inside, mm-hmm. and one has to stay outside. So they kick Cerebrus's butt and kick him back in with the use of those little robots who like Daphne. Right. They turn into bowling balls, and it's the whole comic thing where he's like, whoop, 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 like right. rolling on, on the marbles. The, on the marbles, and the Cerebrus ends up falling back through the door. Mission accomplished. Right, and they close the door. And um, they close the door, but they haven't sealed the door. Mm-hmm. And so. Scabby and Shaggy and Scooby are arguing over who's going to be on the inside, who's going to be on the outside. Mm-hmm. And Shaggy eventually is like, listen, it's going to be me. Just stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going in. And he puts his hand on the door and it, like, sucks him through. Right. And there's, like, a blast portal just to uh, hit the emotions. Right. Of him being like, I love you, Scooby. You'll always be my best friend. And then Scooby puts his hand on the door and Paul on the door. And it seals and the whole of Athens mm-hmm. goes back to being normal again. But also, like, desolate. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm pretty sure Athens is not desolate. Well, like, the, <laughs> top, <laughs> the top of the Pantheon, Parthenon. Pantheon is in Rome. Parthenon is in Greece. Parthenon. The top of the Parthenon is is pretty arid. It's pretty... Yeah, gross. but also, like, I'm pretty sure there's a cafe. Yeah, I mean, there's a Starbucks. Mul- multiple... Multiple, like, little gift shops where you can buy a t-shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, But they, they're there, and, oh, Shaggy's gone, everybody's sad. Everybody's super sad. It's a noble sacrifice and all this. We're in this, like, statue of... Right, and Velma's like, there has to be another way. Like, why would Alexander the Great make a gate? To the underworld that required him to be away from his best friend. Like, it just doesn't make sense. And then, like, from nowhere... A statue shows up. Or magic. A statue just, like, builds itself out of sparkles. (laughs) And... Of Alexander the Great and his uh, Great Dane dog. Yep. And they have to say something. And Scooby, like, basically looks at him and is like, I miss you. I love you. Please come back. Please come home. Right, you said you would never leave. Like, murmur. And a door opens... And Shaggy's from, standing there. From the there statue, yeah. At the at the pedestal. That's it was it was very really Jesus Mechana. Like, it was just like... 
magical. But I do appreciate how they just kind of wink at the camera because as it's Dusak making it, Shaggy's standing there in silhouette. It shows the side, and all of a sudden you see this finger from the Cerebrus, like, flick him, and he, like, falls, like, flies 20 feet in mm-hmm. and, like, lands on his face in front of Sh- Scooby. And everyone's like, yay, he's back. And then the robot showed up with Dastardly mm-hmm. and Muttley, and they're like, hey, it's the bad guys. And Fred's like, well, I've been down this road too many times. It can't really be Dastardly. Let's see who's really behind the mask. No, I think Scooby or, or Shaggy pulls off yeah. the mask first. Shaggy pulls out the mask, and it's Simon, Simon Cowell. Cowell. And he's like, oh, you figured me out. He's like, of course, you're the one with the resources and the amount of money, and like, you could, you're the one that could do this. Right. That's all but Velma's like, wait, how would he have time to tape like three episodes a week and also have this dastardly plan? Also, he's like, a great man. He brought us Kelly Clarkson. All right. Also, like, he has assistants. Like, I, I feel like it probably isn't all him. Probably not. And so that's when, is it Fred that reaches over? No, I think it's Velma. Velma reaches over and, and rips off, off the Simon Cow mask and it's actually Dick Bastardly again. Right. He's like, oh. He's like, no one ever goes for the second mask. She's like, yep. So we figured it out. And so. Wouldn't you think you'd just keep pulling? Like, I really wanted it to be a third mask. <laughs> like, I wanted someone to pull it again and it'd be like, oh, no, that one's I want. I wanted it to be... It just masks all the way down? No. I wanted it to be the guy from their very first mystery. Yeah, and he'd be like, I was trying to get my revenge on this right. for 20 years. You guys mm-hmm. have been foiling my... Right, I wanted to, I wanted him to be the guy from the With very the jail first 10 mystery. years ago. I just got out, did I? Right, right. Yeah. That's what I wanted. <laughs> it would have been nice, but I... But Dick Dastardly being like a real... Yeah, the actual villain. A real villain is kind of fun. And so that was kind of the so end. So then, of it. like, how do they get from Athens to wherever the fuck? I assume we the Falcon gives them a ride in whatever just, like, vehicle. Sucks up, sucks up the Dick Dastardly and the little uh, mutt. Also, has jurisdiction over like transcendental, like right. space time, right? Athens, metaphysical, and this weird land of the lost uh, volcano thing under the North Pole, and also like Venice Beach, California, and Peru. Like, I don't. There's a lot of jurisdiction I, things to I feel sort like, out. Yeah, this is But it doesn't matter because in the end credits, Dick Dastardly escapes from jail wherever it was. So he's mm-hmm. at large again for the sequel. Right, that's important. Um, also in the credits, like there's a whole montage of like Jabberjaws is there. And um, I didn't see uh, your friend. But Snagglepuss was not there. Like not there. truly, what are you doing? Huckleberry Hound and Snagglepuss are like the only people <laughs> that I care about. <laughs> The Hanna-Barbera universe. I feel that. <laughs> like, but, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Again, let's let's talk about representation, because Huckleberry was that. Huckleberry was great. Huckleberry and Snagglepuss are, like, my faves. They're the faves. My faves. I, I, I could I'm like, that. I'm not not here for Shaggy and Scooby. Like, I, I like their appreciation of snacks. I still maintain that snacks is a great name for a dog. Well, dog number three, I think. Like, if I have a dog, I'm going to name it Hashtag. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast yet. <laughs> yes, because Hashtag sit. Hashtag stay. Right. Hashtag stop talking about Hashtag my dogs of Instagram. Like, I, yes. I think it would be great. Yes, Hashtag the dog. Hashtag the dog. That's going to be their name. I should I'm, go ahead and return that. You should. You should if we ever get a dog. <laughs> but the, um... Yeah, there's a whole montage of all these, like, B-string mm-hmm. Hanna-Barbera characters. And I'm, like, 
here for it. I am here for a greater Hanna-Barbera universe. Right, like the Marvel Universe reboot, but with Hanna-Barbera characters. Yes. And then, you know what I need? I need to happen. What? I need King's Island to go ahead and redo Hanna-Barbera Land. Right. Because right now it's the Charlie it's, Brown it's Snoopy Peanuts. Land. Yeah. It's Snoopy. And my kids have no fucking clue who Snoopy is. I mean, they don't really have a lot of clue who Hanna-Barbera right. characters but are if, either. If you handle this relaunch right, like starting with Scoob and then building out from there... Mm-hmm. Because the they have a haunted house there that used to be Scooby Doo themed, right? And then which it's just made nothing way more fucking sense. <laughs> it's true. Um, it's but true. now it's like just kind of generically meh. Yeah, and cartoony. Like, if they could retheme that back to Scooby Doo, that would be great. But I don't. I mean, obviously that takes probably a lot more money than than either of us have. Or probably King's Island has this year because yeah. they have no guests. Whew, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing quarantine so what do we learn from this movie friendship is most friendship important conquers all yeah, yeah in your face the, simon cowell yeah he's friendship's the best thing ever also it's the here heart. for cartoon simon cowell and not real life simon cowell yeah well always. i mean he knows he's just a caricature of himself at this point so right he's always right but he's like he's like mean but like in an entertaining way yeah um even like the friendship of Dick Dastardly and, and the dog. Who's it's kind of sweet. Yeah. Muttley. Like, it was kind of weird and sweet in a messed up, codependent kind of weird way. But, mm-hmm. like, like even that was their motivation. Yeah. His motivation in that whole story was, was that. So, I mean, here for that, I guess? Sure. That was cool. Oh. I don't know. That was, that was kind of the one major theme of the whole thing. Because. Yeah. It's not a subtle film. Right, right. There wasn't a lot of mystery. There was, like, no mystery. (laughs) No. There was, like, some confusion and some... Right. Not clear of why we're doing this, but mystery seems to be a bit of a... a, a Right. High word for what was happening. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I don't... I didn't learn anything... But I also don't learn anything from Scooby Doo, uh, like the nineteen sixties ones. Yeah, or any nineteen eighties ones. The, the Lillard ones, I learned some things. About. Did you the Land of a Thousand Drums? So there's always something going on. On. Wow, that was a deep cut. Here <laughs> for it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh... I was a little disappointed that Velma was just, like, the minorest of minor characters in well, this. you do cosplay a mean Velma, so... I... It's true. First off. It's true. Um, and so, as... She's, like, my personal... <laughs> she is your... My she, milieu. She's your, she's your uh, spirit animal yes. in the Scoobs universe. It's true. So, I see that. I get it. But at the same time, yeah, she didn't. She didn't get her own... She didn't get enough screen time, or mm-hmm. uh, maybe the sequel. Maybe she gets. The yeah, sequel. I feel like there was a lot of the Blue Falcon, which I felt like was left fieldy. It was just like, who's this? Yeah, I didn't. Is I didn't he a big part of the Hanna Barbera universe? Or no, is he, like not really. I feel like there was a lot of that, but no. I was like, what is this? Honestly, I was more familiar with the Harlem Globetrotters from the Hanna Barbera universe and the Blue Falcon. If it was the Harlem Globetrotters. Instead of the Blue Falcon. If the Harlem Globetrotters... I've had a lot of bourbon. 
uh, <laughs> Harlem Globetrotters were like space aliens who were fighting crime. This is like a Futurama crossover right. at this point. And then yeah. the Harlem Globetrotters were their like the side, main... their like side piece of like how they could be in human society, and no one noticed them. Yes, but like really. The reason they're so great at basketball is because they're, like, crime-fighting aliens. I feel like we could explore this. Right? I got a treatment for this. We can right. work on it. Like, I would be way more here for that. Indeed. We should make that happen. Mm-hmm. Hollywood, if you're listening, call me. <laughs> I, I'll It'd give you like treatment. It'd be like a smash-up of, like, Space Jam and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and again, also Futurama, because the Harlem Globetrotters and Futurama are from a planet of basketball-playing superstars. Right. So you, you're pulling that in. Yeah, like all, all those, like a like a mashup of all that. That'd be great. Yeah. It's, what could possibly go wrong with that? I'm sure they, like, the rights are easy to mysteries sort out. In which the answer is always greedy businessman. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. So Who would have gotten away with it if, if it, it wasn't wasn't for, for you meddling kids. Which they do say at least two twice. versions of that at least twice. twice. Yeah. yeah. Which is good. You got to get that in there. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, I think that's all I have for today. Unless you have anything else, any thoughts? No. No. I have zero thoughts. Good for you. Try not to think too hard because we're going to try to sleep in tomorrow because it's Memorial Day, and I, my oh, bet is we're going to make it to seven thirty. We like gave all of our kids a pep talk. We were like, guys, do not fucking wake me up. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> Just and let your brother sleep. He's like a preteen. He needs to not be up at six in the morning. So, so just surly. Shut, just shut the fuck up. Right. Till eight o'clock. Right. That's you all can I'm asking. I believe in you. You can stay in your room till eight o'clock and then it, from eight to nine, you can get out and you can start to kind of have some breakfast and stuff. But like, just don't fuck this up. Right. Please just don't. So We'll see. We'll see. We'll let you know next week. So <laughs> on that note, I think it's time. Yep. So please parent responsibly out there. Please parent responsibly.